previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Brixius and Dosh, they had just been talking with the two guys at the front of the building where you know that you can meet with Wilhelmina's people. The Crow's Heads are actually putting together a huge force just to take care of the orc problem, spending a lot of money on it. The orcs aren't doing anything. They're just getting targeted. Revan and Ambionitis saw the guy from the cave approaching the back door. Well, I chased after him. I'm going to kick that fucking door down. You and Revan enter into a back room, and you can see boxes stacked all over the place. I kick a box. I threaten to burn the store down. Brexius. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, we dip out. He's yeah, chilling on the porch. The guy running from you, Revan, is going to climb the chiffon to the second floor, and then he is going to jump over the banister of the balcony. He's going to land right in front of Dosh. Slight batch. He collapses in the middle of the street. Where the fuck am I? You and the two guys from the back of the building just entered out onto the front porch. I spear him. Revan, so you are tackled to the ground. Oh, what's going on? Because he's the guy we're chasing. No, I'm confused. No, but where's that Revan guy we were with? <laughs> oh, shit. One of them's Revan, one of them's not. The two guys from the brothel go, wait. So you came in with a guy. <laughs> yes. But you don't remember who your friend is? I'm taking this guy who Dosh put to sleep, and I'm going to take him in. And you guys are in the middle of the street right now, so there are people looking at you right now. Guys, listen, it's all a front for my gym that's opening up here. People believe you. Especially since the last time you were here, the same guy was on the ground, and you were (laughs) (laughs) claiming the same thing. I want to run back inside and be like, where are you taking a Revan? You see, when you walk in, there's ropes all over the place. Somebody had clearly been tied to the chair, but the ropes are cut, and the two guys from the brothel are both on the ground unconscious. Guys, what the fuck? Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your dungeon master, Paul Camper. With me tonight, I have Ben Renfro. My hands smell like fish. Brad Richards. Oh, you fucked up, bud. Matt Smith. Just another day in the lands of the pimps and the hoes. And Eric Nemeth. That's the sound of a dodo bird. I like it. So, last time, who remembers what happened on the Death Saving Bros? Everyone kicked my ass. Nope. Because they can't remember who I am. (laughs) Assholes. We did no such thing. Let's go ahead and get the recap from Eric. Uh, You probably shouldn't get the recap from me, but... Last thing I remember what we did, it's been a while, was... I was chasing that guy out of the warehouse. I broke a fuckload of sticks, caught some stuff on fire, chased him outside trying to murder him. And my... The rest of my group decided it could not figure out which one of us is the real me, even though we look nothing alike. And I ended up being, we both got knocked unconscious. Me and the guy I was chasing. So yeah, thanks a lot, you dicks. I sense a lot of hostility out of you, and I think it's misguided and inappropriate. So if you could tone it back a little bit and appreciate your friends, that'd be fantastic. All right. Thank you, and go fuck yourself. And uh, what happened at the very end, after both you and the guy with the red uh, fletched black arrow, what happened? Do you remember? Not sure. Why don't you tell us? I don't remember what happened. There's a guy with a black fletched arrow. I guess so. A black arrow with red fletching. A bla- there was a guy with a black arrow and red fletching? <laughs> See, I, I do know what happened, but I just feel like for the listeners and everything, you should tell them in your narration voice. Previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. (laughs) No. Uh, So at the end, you guys (laughs) went back into the brothel that uh, is owned by Wilhelmina and her employees, her lackeys, Lesland and Imar, were both knocked unconscious. And the mysterious man that you guys had tracked from the salt mines had disappeared. And that was the end of the last episode. So the question is now... What would you gentlemen like to do? Catch something on fire? Well, we are in a brothel. 
<laughs> when in Rome? Um. Well, let's definitely not go to a temple. That's a great question. So, Wilhelmina's on her way to town. We've covered this already. Someone told us that Imar did. So, our options are either to wait here and wait for her. We can go try to meet her halfway and tell her the information that we need to tell her. We can completely just go off and do a side quest, doing nothing at all about what we've been doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Go on a random adventure? Let's, let's do one of those. We can work in the brothel and just rack up some gold. How many days out was Wilhelmina? Like, three days or something? Listen, all I know is I think it's about time the hammer fist opens up, but we need Wilhelmina to be here because she owns all the property in this town. So... I'm sorry, I said she was about... Two days out. Guys, how can we spend two days of time? Working in the brothel. We're just going to get a job for two days and then quit? The brothel isn't open yet. They're still setting it up. I say we just go meet her halfway or we'll look in the brothel. Yeah, but didn't we not know where exactly she was coming from? Eh, we'll be fine. I mean, we know where she lives, right? So It is a two-day journey from South Salt to Nashborough. So it seems... I think that's where she's coming from. If we meet, what are we trying to talk to her about again? Somebody re- remind me that. Um, I think we had to relay the news that the the orc dudes thing. that were attacking the her mines are also attacking uh, crows heads, and they're not orcs. What are her mines called again? There's the crows heads the and the rose. The roses, rose, mm-hmm. rose and crows. Yeah, and hoes and bros. What kind of bros? Fuck you. The death saving bros. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, let's just go meet her halfway and let her know what's going on, I guess, because we have nothing better to do and don't know what else to do with our time. You want to leave and meet her halfway? Just to come back to the city? No, right. that's stupid. That's just dumb. We would like to take a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One long rest, please. Um, where would you like to stay? Um, there's the inn, there's the brothel that really doesn't have any place to stay. You could just camp under the roof with Lesland and Imar. Uh, you could go camp outside the city. So we'll just camp in the brothel. Eh, I'm gonna go stay in the nice end. Actually, no. I'm gonna stay in the brothel. You're gonna camp out in the brothel? Save a little bit of money. Be cheap. Alright. Alright, boys, night out. Boys, night out. Let's go. A BNO. <laughs> yeah, we're going, to, we're going to the brothel. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're camping out at the brothel, but you're also going to go to a brothel? Have a boys' night out? We're going to have a boys' night out at the brothel that has no one in it. So, (laughs) really, we're just going to have Dosh over here performing. Boys' night in? Oh, my God. You guys are going to have a concert, you two, again, just like the first time when we met. We're just going to hang out and you guys are going to jam. I have a drum. Oh, okay. I remember that now. What's your drum's name again? I don't remember. Something with an L or an R, wasn't it? Hell if I know. But yeah, we're just gonna. That's what we're gonna do. Fuck was my Trump's name? Okay, are you going to just chill there for the two days until Wilhelmina's supposed to show up, or are you gonna do something in the town? Whole time we're gonna be hanging out. Okay, are you gonna go get any beers or anything? Lucy, <laughs> my Trump's name was Lucy, wasn't it? Uh, I I believe so. Lucy, where'd you get that name from? I really wish I knew. You understand? That's what I named my ukulele when I got it. I thought it was Yuki. No, it was Lucy, so I can call her Lulu for short. So you guys are camping out at the brothel. Um, Imar and Leslin say, yeah, sure, go ahead and pick any of the rooms that you want. Um, Just go ahead and set up shop. If you want to help us fix up the place and get it ready for Wilhelmina, I'm sure, you know, she'll pay you a couple extra coin for your assistance. But night comes, and they say, we're headed out to the bars. You guys want to join? Yeah. All right, Mm -hmm. Revan's going with. I want to be a cool kid. Sounds suspicious. Yeah. Oh, gosh, aren't you a raging alcoholic? I guess that's true, so of course I'd go. <laughs> Alright, those two are going, what do you want to do, brother? That's a great question, brother. What do you want to do today? Well, let's go out for a little. We'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll play sober team, though. We won't drink. We'll just go hang out. I'll just have one drink. That's cool. all. team rules. Alright, All right, yeah, we'll we go. go out, too, but we are not drinking. Okay, Imar and Leslin say, have you guys been to South Salt before? Yeah, I've yeah. been there before. Well, do you guys have a preferred bar, or do you guys want us to pick? Preferably steel. Oh, you can pick. (laughs) All right, we'll pick. Okay, sounds good. They decide that they want to go to the Buxom Wench. Uh, Can we not go to that one? I just have a hard time going to that one. Why? You can't get it up? Ah! It is is an issue. Um, 
But Mr. I would just prefer Crime. if we can go to uh, a different bar, please. All right, fine. We'll go to the Drooping Eye. Is that the Whispering Eye's, like, sister bar? <laughs> or what about the Brown Eye? Does it have the same owner to the whole chain? <laughs> no. They, I, actually, I, I, I know a bar that's good we should go to. It's the, uh, the Wounded Axe. Oh, yeah, Dash. You've told me a lot about the Wounded Axe. Yeah, let's go there. Wounded some good stories. Ass or axe? Axe. How do you wound an ass? I mean axe. Well, it's a wound from an axe. Mm. <laughs> We're going to the Drooping Eye. We'll uh, Come on. We'll have a good time. So they head off to the Drooping Eye. Okay, I guess we follow to the Drooping Eye. What was wrong with the Buxom Wench? I just didn't want to go there. Wench is in the name. It's got to be awesome. It's got to be like Chuck E. Cheese in there. Can I say I can say that, right? Yeah. You don't have to pay them money? No. Oh, fuck you, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Does that cost us money? <laughs> Probably not. Not like we're getting endorsements by anybody, so yeah, go fuck them. But scene 75, however, great entertainment place. There's my plug for the evening. <laughs> now we're back yeah, to we the Bunsen the... Wedge. Drooping Eye. Drooping Eye, yeah. The sister chain of the Whispering Drooping Eye. Ski ball. Yeah, eye. yeah. yeah all MRS, what's ski ball? You know, where you take the ball, gently cup it in your hand. You give Just it a like nice do. swing back and forth, then you toss it. You toss when you play skee ball? Yeah, just fucking <laughs> overhanded. I do it like a shot, but I do Crow it. hop, four seam fast. All right. You know how they, they have the, the window All in front right, of it? All right, we go to the drooping eye. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they, you enter into the drooping eye, and once you open up the door, it is a two-story interior. The upper level is kind of similar to the brothel that Wilhelmina is setting up, but the railing doesn't go all the way around. It's just on the far side of the room, and on that second level, you can see a few ladies of the night who are have their faces painted and their straps falling off their shoulders, but... Dosh, you who have spent a significant amount of time in South Salt know that they definitely are not as buxom as the women found at the Buxom Wench. It's like... I want to shake my head in disapproval. <laughs> it's kind of like your average... Yes, Paul, let's see how you compare this one to something real life. It's like your average waitress compared to Hooters. That's fair. That's I'll get one. Well, there are some very well-endowed women here, okay? That's what I'm trying to say, but not as well-endowed <laughs> as the Buxom Wench. On the bottom floor, you have a bar underneath that upper level. To your left, you have a honky-tonk piano, and you've got a, a man bouncing away on that. Giving a little hippity-dippity, jiggity-jaggity song. Uh, you've got a few tables in the center of uh, around the center of the room, but in the very center of the room, you've got some people dancing along to the music. And on the right side, you've got a longer table where men are playing cards. I want to go up to the piano player. Request Freebird. I'm sorry, son. I don't know what that song is. I want to pull the sheet music out of my pocket, which I'm sure I have. I want to give him a copy of Freebird to play. Did you pay for the royalties for this song? Nope. But I'm not playing it. Wow. So he wrote the song himself. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I don't have, yeah, that's why I didn't pay for the royalties, because it's my song. Why don't you play it then? I don't want to play. I came here to drink. Relax. You're the one working. All right, what are, what's everybody else doing? I'm just going to just wander around and talk to people. Uh, I'm going to try to wingman for Revan. Okay. Revan and Brixius are walking around town, or <laughs> around town, around the bar. Revan, where are you wandering to? Just wandering around, talking to random people. So, looking around the bar, or the tavern, you see that there is a table of some ladies who look like they have uh, just come home from a hard day's work. Uh, most of the people in this town are salt miners, and uh, there's a table of ladies that look like they've had a long day at work, but they've dressed themselves up in their nice dresses, and they're out to have a good time. You see that there is a table of two men and one of the ladies of the night, and they're kind of, she's kind of switching from lap to lap. You see that there is a table of dwarves, and they have a table littered with empty beer glasses. Um, one of the other tables has two people. They are sitting there drinking silently, not really looking at each other. They're just looking in opposite directions. One's watching the poker table, and one is watching the dance floor. Then one other table where you have a group of 
individuals that all look like they've just come off the road, and a couple of them have bows strung on their backs. The two people sitting alone at the table, what race are they? One is an elf, and one is covered in... kind of has their features obscured. They're, they've got a bandana and, like, a thick ascot. Are they males or females? They're both male. Oh, okay, we're gonna avoid that table, Revan. Um, the people who just walked in with bows on them and everything, what's the majority of them like? The majority of those individuals are elves, or maybe half-elves. There's one human among them. Gotcha. Mostly male or mostly female? What's the ratio we're looking at? Half and half there. Right, let's go there. That's where you want to test your luck at, Revan? I like elves. Alright, I guess uh, me and Revan approach the group. Okay, what do you guys say? Hey, where are you guys coming from? We're all coming from the forest outside of the valley. Were you guys just, like, adventuring and hiking out there, or were you guys traveling, or... The forest is our homeland. Oh, I got you, I got you. Which I'm sure this elf would know. What is your name, elf? Revan Dawntrader. It's a pleasure to meet you, Revan. And you, half-orc, what is your name? I am the Brixius Hammerbottom. Brixius Hammerbottom, we've heard talk of you around the town, that you planned on opening a gym to help the citizens protect themselves, is that correct? Yes, the hammer fist, it should be coming, uh, I'm in the works of getting it up and running right now. Well, when it does come up and running, we would love to speak with you further about possibly introducing archery to this valley. We hear that things are not, uh, not as safe as they used to be, especially with the orc problem up in the salt mines. My no. name is Man. Man. I'm sorry. Man. This dude's man fucking man. name is Man. Man. Can you spell that for me? M-A-N. So literally it's Man. Like, no... Sounds like he's actually a woman, and he's trying to overcompensate. All right. Speaking of that, here's just a question, you know, for everyone to think about. Do the Jenners celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day? Well, man. It's a little food for thought, Thory. That's a good thought. All right. So, man, I definitely do like the idea of trying to incorporate and introduce archery into the gym. Yeah. A lot of my fighting style focuses on a lot more hands-on combat and everything, but archery is definitely a skill that I find important, would like to incorporate. When it does come time and I am ready to reach out to you and everything, once it is up and running, what's like... How can I reach you or where are you from? By cell phone. Well, I was going to say, do you have like a pager or... How can I email Carrier Pigeon? I just need to know how to reach you. You can leave a message for us here at the Drooping Eye, and we will find you. Or, because we will be camping outside of the city, we will be venturing into the mountains around the area to kind of test out the waters and see just how much assistance we can be. What about you, Revan, Dawn Treader? What do you do? How did you know his last name was Dawn Treader? He never told you that. Yes, he did. Oh, I thought he just said Revan. My bad. I just misheard. There's loud music. I think Freebird's playing in the background, and that just kind of... I was kind of listening to that a little bit. Sorry, I spent a lot of time in the forest hunting down bounties, raising money for my clan. You're a bounty hunter? And what clan is that? The Dawn Treader clan. That makes sense. Good job, buddy. I've not had the pleasure of encountering any of your clan before. Work for the mountains north of here. I come from the Golden Suns, as do my companions. This events are up to our uh, land sometimes. It's really nice up there. I'm sure it is. The forest is wonderful. And uh, one of the uh, women at the table says, I have ventured over to the Dawn Treader area before. I've never seen you. When did you leave the forest? I've been out traveling for years. Years ago, you say? I only stop in occasionally to well, give them money and help out when needed. Well, now that we're both here, perhaps you might be able to show me around uh, the south, uh, the Salt Mine Valley. Okay, I'd like to make a perception check. How cute is this girl that's talking to him? <laughs> She's very lithe and athletic, and she has almond-shaped blue eyes, long brown hair that's pulled back into a ponytail. Did you say very lithe? Lithe. L-I-T-H-E. You said very live. I was like, oh, like compared to the other girls, <laughs> if you're completely dead. <laughs> right. Just make sure. Okay. All right. So Proceed. I notice her features and I'm, I kind of nudge Revan. I'm like, did she introduce her name yet? She did not. Well, I've already introduced myself as Revan Dawn. What's your name? My name is Amelia. 
that's hot. Like Earhart. <laughs> Amelia of the Golden Sons. And I'm Brixius. Nice to meet you, Amelia. It's a pleasure to meet you, Brixius. It's a pleasure to meet you. And what's it called when you like grab someone's hand and kiss it? Whatever that is. I think that would just be gentlemanly. Alright, I do that. <laughs> I go to one up him and I go to give her a hug and I kiss her on both her cheeks. Oh she Wow. Well, it's it's a pleasure to meet you both. Hi there, everyone. Uh, we hope you're enjoying episode nine. Sorry for the unexpected delay on posting this one, but we're back now and ready to go. This pause is coming a little early in the episode because the second half of this episode gets things rolling and they really don't stop. So I had to find a spot for our podcast partners. Hi, I'm Austin. And I'm Cameron, and we host a fan fiction podcast called Suck My Thick. Have you ever wondered who would win in a fight between Big Bird and Guy Fieri? Or maybe you're just wondering, is there any possible way Eeyore could get any hotter? Every Monday, we read some really bad fan fictions to find out. We read all about who R2 is D2F. It's super fun and super uncomfortable. Find us on SuckMyFic.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Come listen to us discuss what kind of nasty stuff we think Shaggy has made Scooby-Doo do for a Scooby snack. Raggy, no! <laughs> Austin and Cameron are doing an awesome job, and we think you should check them out. And just a gentle reminder here to head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review, not just for us, but for any of the podcasts you enjoy. It's the best way to help us know what we need to do to make the listening experience better for you, and it helps us get noticed so the show can continue to grow. So do us a favor, open up that podcast app, and review. Now, for those of you that follow us on Twitter, last week we announced that this episode you'd be getting a surprise. The first half of that surprise is that the Death Saving Bros podcast had a series of test episodes. We didn't just start this up out of the blue, we actually put some episodes, eight episodes, out there to help us figure out what worked and what didn't. So if you want to check those out, they are still available online, and you can check those out at readpaulabout.com and click on the D&D podcast link at the top. Those test episodes will only be available for another week, so if you want to check them out, now's the time to do it. The second half of the surprise will be introduced very shortly, just as soon as I quit talking. <laughs> so, without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Let's go back. Let's find out what's happening with Ambionitis. What are you doing? Just kind of standing here. I got a cider, however much it costs. And I'm just kind of watching Two coppers. These. Okay, that's fine. Just watching these guys make asses of themselves just okay. from across the way, just because, you know, I can probably see over the majority of the patrons sitting down, enjoying okay. their drinks and bucks and ladies. So you're sitting at the bar, and as you're looking out over everybody, making a fool of themselves... One of the guys next to you at the bar uh, leans over and introduces himself. He has hair as black as night. It's kept up in a man bun, and he's also wearing very dark clothing. Weren't you one of those guys that was involved in that a uh, little scuffle earlier today? Why, yes, I was. Thank you for noticing. Yes, no, that was me. And people that I'm friends with. One of them might have been my friend that I was mauling. I don't know. It was it was a it was a rough day for me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so listen, I have a proposition for you. I feel as though um, I could probably help the reputation from that story that I've heard be a positive one. My man, you are speaking all six kinds of gibberish. What the fuck are you talking about? So talk on the town is that you guys were involved in a little scuffle today, and it may or may not have been positive publicity or negative publicity so my friends have said any publicity is good publicity okay and it's also talk of the town you guys might be having a uh you m might be running a gym 
Oh, the word of the gym got around. That's nice. Brixis will be happy about that one. It's kind of one of those brother thing, gym deals that's not open yet. I explained that well, right? Perfectly. Sounds good. What exactly is this gym? Like, What kind of gym is it running here? Well, it's not running yet. It is going to be established here in the near future, and it's going to be more of a fighting gym type deal. Like I said, it's more my brother's thing. I scream across the bar for Brixius. Hey, fuck face. Does anyone else look? <laughs> um, yes. I point at all of them and go, ha. And then I point to my brother and say, you, Mir. Mir. <laughs> I, uh, excuse myself from the combination. The conversation. <laughs> uh, combination. Conversation. I'd like to excuse myself from 1432. The combination. <laughs> the conversation with, uh, damn, I forgot her name. Amelia. Amelia Earhart. I excuse myself from Amelia. Sorry, lady. I'm going to have to leave you here with my friend Revan. He's a great guy. Huge long. Great, greater personality. <laughs> have a great night. I got to go catch up with my brother. But, uh, Revan, go ahead and hang out here, pat him on the back, slap him on the ass, and walk away. Boy, is she going to be surprised. So, Brixius, you go over <laughs> to your brother's beckoning. What's up, brother? Who's this guy? Hi, I'm Brixius. Nice to meet you. Name's Jet. Pleasure's all mine. Oh, like the plane? No. <laughs> it's nothing like the plane, all right? If you say so. Oh, Ambionitis. Nice to meet you. Ambionitis, that's a pretty long name. We're just going to go with Amber for now. Ambionitis is his name. All right, plain. <laughs> it's like Amber without the E-R and Eonitis at the end of it. Not to interrupt you, I really like the way you describe your name. My name's kind of like Brad without the ad, but you had an Ixius at the end. I was going to say more like Bree and just put it. No, 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 that's, that's weird. All right, um... <laughs> But what's up, Brixius? Or Ambionitis? Wow. <laughs> it's a rough night right now. I'm sorry, I'm just talking to myself. What's up, Ambionitis? What's up, brother? Hey, friend. Hey, buddy. This guy, Jet, like, like the, the plane. plane, heard about the gym. Yeah. Oh, how'd you hear about the hammer fist? So we got in a fight. I think it's awesome that these demonstrations that we're doing in the street is working for our advertising. I knew it was the cheapest people. and best way to do it, so we should go fight someone tomorrow. <laughs> it may or may not have been positive publicity or negative publicity. Any publicity is Any good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. I'll take like whatever I... I can get. I have five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a failed high five for our listeners at home. All right, let's go with a fist bump. my elbow. We are going to cut away from this conversation. Uh, go over to Dosh. Are you still arguing with the honky-tonk piano player? Well, I mean, Brixius already heard Freebird playing in the background, so I'm assuming I won. <laughs> uh, fair so enough. after my Got win, I'm going to go to the bar and just start pounding down. Just, let's go with dwarven cart bombs. All right, so you're drinking heavy porters, or no, heavy stouts with uh, some cream and whiskey. Hell yeah. And Revan, what is your what is your conversation with Amelia and Man? Well, Amelia asked if I go to a tour of town, so I'm going to go take her on a tour. I'm sorry, a tour. Maybe you want to roll insight to see if it was a quote-unquote tour <laughs> or if it was a tour. All right. Man, I heard that from across the bar, so I'm, it definitely was. <laughs> What's your insight check? I don't have that written down. What is it? Uh, no, insight is wisdom. I got a 17. All right. You're pretty sure she, for right now, she just means a tour of the town. All right. Not a quote unquote tour. <laughs> All right. I'll give her a tour of what I know of town, which is not that much. Revan, it is uh, close to midnight. She realized that. Yeah. Perhaps tomorrow. We're trying to go around the town because we're trying to assess whether or not it actually is worthwhile to spend our time here. We hear that up in Nashpura, a man named Roscoe Calder is hiring people to act as raiding parties, a little hunting foray against the orcs. You should come work for Wilhelmina like we are. Roscoe will just screw you over. And... Like he did to us. Is that so? 
He cannot be trusted. And what happened with you? I'll explain to her how the how Vasco is sending people to pretend to be orcs also. And the raiding party, the orcs are not actually attacking anyone. Unless I'd like them to. But, yeah, he's just causing all the wrong problems in the valley right now. So he has caused the problem and now he's hiring people to go and fix the problem that he caused? I think there's more to it than that. I think he's trying to make it... A, land cheaper and drive out competition by hiring a large number of mercenaries to scare away his competition, because it's already working for him, it won't be hard to convince him to do something else. Hmm. At least that's what I think. Very interesting. And those of you at the bar. Yeah. Yep. Dude. What are you guys talking about now? Dicks. Oh yeah, we were talking about me and uh, Jet, like the plane over here. <laughs> we're talking about... Oh, I just heard you were starting a gym and I was trying to see here if it was a martial arts gym or like a gym for lonely people to get bigger or something um i feel like if if you were going in the direction of the martial arts gym you could use someone like me as you know to help you guys out a little bit well yeah the main the main focus will be the martial arts and the fighting and the self-defense but then yeah we also want some uh we, we win some lunks involved to be slamming some weights around and wearing cutoffs with gallon jugs of water that's kind of what we're looking for, but mostly the fighting. Okay, little column A, little column B. Anyway, I can help you with that column A a little bit here. And how so? Let's just say I have a particular skill set from being a martial artist my entire life. So was I, though. So how is that any different than my skill set? Oh, now we're fighting. Cool. I was raised at a temple as a monk for martial arts. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. It's good to know someone who has that kind of experience and skills. Nice to meet you. So what do you say? I got nothing else going on, though. I'm uh, getting out of that place. But if I can hop on the train with you guys, we can work something out. All right. Well, I don't want to make any set deals and plans quite yet. Uh, first, we got to get Jim up and running first. That's uh, first priority. And I got to figure all that kind of stuff out with the property. But once it gets up and going and we start to see demand and see kind of uh, what we need to work with, I can be in touch with you about getting some extra hands helping out. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're not going to hire me right now for that, I'm at least going to, you're going to want me to stick around in case you get any more of those scuffles that I heard about. What, which scuffle did you, which, which one, how many scuffles did you hear about? You've put an S on the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say there was one that was a talk of the town earlier that, when we fought I probably could have helped you out more if I was there. We were fighting our friend. We didn't need help. Um, well, let me put it this way. All of our scuffles have been the talk of the town each time it's happened, from my understanding, which is great. Great publicity for the gym. Kind of what I'm going for. But, uh, you know, I, I think we handled those situations pretty well. I don't even think any of us lost any HPs, so that's pretty cool. I like jet spunk. But... Losing HPs? Yeah, it's, it's code. It's, Happy points. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. I think you're an alright guy. But, alright. Okay, so, plane. here's the thing. I like playing. I like you, so you can come and, like, hang out with us for a little bit. Get to know each other. Kind of hang from hang out for a while. Not because of the reason that we need your help in these scuffles. Because, again, I'm kind of trying to open a gym here. I have all the experience, and I have not struggled in any one of these scuffles. Bar fight. Yeah, you want me to prove it right now? <laughs> You know what, I accept your challenge. I'm a very proud person, so... Bar fight. I know exactly how we can settle this. Bar Let's, fight. um, see who can throw that dwarf further. <laughs> throwing or punting? <laughs> Little dwarf toss contest here. We're gonna play lawn darts with some dwarves. <laughs> Alright, well, while you guys are Cornhole. figuring that out... I take the glass of cider I'm drinking and smash over the nearest person. That is not any one of these two. Male or female, doesn't matter. This is happening. <laughs> I like your style. And whose ass did I just crack with this cup? Ambionitis smashes his glass of cider over the head of one of the dwarves. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he passes out. Damn. Oh, uh, shit. Revan, you just saw one of the dwarves get conked by a smashed glass from your associate ambionitis oh damn it i apologize i'll be back a little bit later i gotta go figure out what's going on i tell it to amelia then head over to figure out what they're doing okay so all the dwarves stand up in unison and draw their weapons oh uh, what are you what are you gonna do ambionitis 
Well, first off, I'm actually going to turn and get an ambulance's face and be like, what the hell, bro? I was about to go fight someone. This is my battle with the plane over here I to thought, try to prove something. I thought bar fight. Yeah, no, bar fight for me and him to try to prove something. It was my opportunity to show something, and you had to go and do that. Well, yeah, bar fight. Bar fight. I, I order a drink from the bar, immediately take it, and smash <laughs> it over someone else's head. So I, I'm assuming I noticed this bar fight in progress. Yes, you do. I'm going to glance over. I'm going to be like, huh, I'm going to order another drink. Bar fight. <laughs> Make oh. that two drinks. You tell the DJ to play Freebird because it's just about to get real. <laughs> Everybody roll for initiative. You're like, oh, damn, bar fight. I got 11. Nine. 14. Six. Wow, I mean, nice. you only got a six. And when will you be pounding down your drink, Dash? 20. Ha! Right at the start of the turn. <laughs> All right, you get the bartender doesn't really want to get involved in this, so he just uh, kind of ducks behind the bar and pours you a glass of stout. Cool, I pound it down, and then as my bonus action, I want to start beatboxing. All right, what and does that said, sound like? Yeah, okay, enough of that. We got like a Caleb Tate over here. And I want to give uh, Ambionitis a bardic inspiration. You gave it to Ambionitis? Yeah. Okay. Let's fucking go bar fight. Jet, you're up next. All right. So I'm going to whip out this quarterstaff I got here. It's from my back pocket. And I'm assuming these dwarves are angry right now and they're attacking us in some way. Yes. So I'm going to go for the closest one and I'm going for the kill shot here. I will use a attack, plus I can make one armed ours one unarmed strike as a bonus action. Okay, so roll for your quarterstaff, and then roll f- to see if you hit with your fist. First roll here is twelve plus. Can use my dexterity modifier for attack and damage. The plus four is sixteen. Uh, that is not going to hit. Well, you add your proficiency too. You do also add your proficiency. Plus another two is 18. All right, that will hit. Excellent. And then you said after roll again? Yep, for your punch. It was naturally a 19. All right. Plus That will numbers. also hit. Roll your damage. Are you doing a one-handed strike with your quarterstaff, or are you doing two-handed strike? I'm gonna, I was just going to do one. Okay. My other hand has my drink in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the damage? That you haven't smashed over someone's head yet? What kind of bar fight are you involved in? Not any good ones. Eh, it's nonchalant You want to be here. a part of the hammer fist? Wait, Brixius, you smashed one over somebody's head too, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, we did. That guy does not go unconscious. I wasn't trying to make him go unconscious. Just love tap. Yeah, just a nice love tap. Shattered glass in the sky. All right, my quarter staff says a 1d8. Plus your dexterity. Is a 7. And then for my unarmed strike, I use my dexterity instead of strength for that, so 1 plus 4 is a 5 for that damage. Okay, so you do a total of 12 damage to the first dwarf, and that is pretty significant. He looks pretty uh, dazed. And then I down my drink. You said the dwarf was dazed. Is he confused also? Dazed and confused? Dazed and confused. Oh, Mm. I missed that. Revan, you're up. Uh, Did I notice I'm involved with them? No, you're coming up behind them. So if you do decide to attack them, you have advantage. I draw my bow and shoot them from where I'm standing on the other side of the ball. Jesus Christ. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? I'm going to have to kick Revan's ass again. Hey, this, this is a bar fight. Oh, it's a bar fight? I just... Vo- yeah, we yelled bar fight four times and smashed glasses <laughs> over people's heads. We're not trying to kill people. Oh, fuck. Well, I just tackle a random dwarf then. Nice. That's a, that's a much better move. <laughs> All right. So you're just tackling him? You're not doing anything else? Tackling and hitting him. Okay. Um, Just with a fist? Yeah. All right. Uh, Everything else I'll has you, blades on it. I'll say you tackle him easily. Go ahead and roll to see if you punch him with advantage. Uh, what do I roll for punch? Uh, it's a regular strength roll. So a 1d4? What? No. Roll your d20. Oh. Add your strength and your proficiency bonus and let Paul know the number. And he will determine from then what happens. 18. Yeah, you punch him square in the f- in the jaw, 
while you're atop him, and you do one plus your strength modifier, which is? Uh, one plus your strength modifier. So, three. Okay, so you do three damage to this guy, and it is Brixie's turn. I'm heavily debating what I want to do in this situation. Bar fight. Well, I'm not going to go for any kills here. Gotcha. Someone get me a chair. Alright, since I got a one-up Ambionitis with the glass smash, I'm going to... I'm going to pick up a stool from the bar. I'm going to take a one-handed swing with it and just crack one of the dwarves upside the head with it. Not going for anything lethal, just knocking him out. All right. Um, roll to see if you hit him. 23. Yeah, that'll hit. No, 22. I take it back. That'll still hit. Let's see if you I knock him unconscious. You do not. Well, so... I'll tell you what. Since it was a one-handed melee attack, I get plus two to damage. All right, you're doing 1d6 damage. Can I have that die back, please? Thank you. Let's try this again. God damn it. Eight damage. Eight damage total. All right. And Ambionitis. Does the stool shatter? Have the stool take a strength check for dexterity. Well, I picture, I just pictured my head, like, just smashing it and just shattered. Yes, it did. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Alright, to one-up my brother, I want to take the dwarf that I knocked unconscious by the legs and hit another dwarf <laughs> with him. You stole uh, my idea. What is your strength? Let me tell you with my handy player sheet that I definitely have sitting right in front of me. 18. Okay, sure. <laughs> Roll with disadvantage, though. I gotta take the lower number. Yes. You can say it. Spit it out. How you tried to one-up me, and how bad you failed at it. Well, I did I did get a one correctly. The, the <laughs> you one, got a one? The one was correct. The up was not. He did roll a one. Yeah. All right. When you try to hoist the dwarf uh, by the legs, you do manage to lift him up, but you fall. But as you go to swing him back... You lose control and you fall backwards into one of the into the only uninjured dwarf, did and I you're both prone. Did I throw the dwarf behind me then? No, you're all in a pile, all three Damn of you. It. I thought I would have let him go. It's the dwarf's turn. So the one that is fighting Jet is going to try and hit him back. What does a seventeen do for you? My AC is a 17. And how did you get to a 17? Because I have 10 plus my dexterity modifier plus my wisdom. And that is your unarmored defense from your monk class, correct? Indeed. All right, so no hit there. Uh, You nimbly dodge aside. And then the one that is in melee with Brixius. What does a 14 do? Doesn't do shit. All right, he's a little too drunk, and he also glan- he glances off your armor. Wait, that's all you have to say? That doesn't do <laughs> shit? Nothing happens? Just try it next time. <laughs> Damn. And the guy on the ground is not going to be able to hit you, Brixius. Oh, and then the guy on the ground with Revan. Also not going to do shit. And then the last guy's unconscious. Dosh, you're up. I guess I'm going gonna, gonna to vault the bar, so I'm next to the bartender. Okay. I'm going to grab the the shot glass out of the beer mug that I just downed, and I'm going to throw him one, two. At, at uh, the bartender. Yes, at the bartender. No, um, I guess at the... How many doors are there? There's the, the one fighting... There are two standing, two on the ground, and one unconscious. All right, and one of the ones standing is fighting Brixius, right? Correct. All right, I guess I'm going to throw both at that one. Okay, uh, roll two ranged attacks and and then I'll tell you what the damage is. 13. Nope. 21. That one will hit. Roll 1d4. 2. Plus your dexterity. Ah, so 5. Alright, so you deal 5 to the one fighting Brixius. That's with the shot glass. Yeah. Damn. You really whipped that thing. <laughs> uh, Revan. No, Jet. You are in melee with one, 
and it, and one of, that dwarf is very dazed. I'm going to finish it off with my same combo from last time, but I will be doing a one-handed quarterstaff attack instead of the two-handed quarterstaff attack. Okay. It's that plus my dexterity. Uh, that one adds up to a 12 as total. Okay, that's not going to do it. And for my unarmed punch, 11. Also not going to do it. Brixius, you're up. There's still a dwarf standing in front of me, correct? Correct. And he just got splintered with wood. First off, I flip off Ambionitis. <laughs> Great. Second off, what I'd like to do, as he drunkenly missed, I'd like to pants him. So he's sitting there with his pants around his ankles. And then I would like to boot him into the next closest dwarf. Actually, are they laying on a pile by me? Ambionitis and them? Yeah, you can get to them in this turn. But you are engaged. Oh. Decisions. How many dwarves are by Ambionitis? There's two. two. One's unconscious and one is conscious. Okay. I'm not sure how, if I'm able to do this all in this turn, but kind of in one swift motion, what I would do is I would pull... Okay. The dwarf in front of me, I would pull his shirt over his head so he can't see. I'd pants him. I'd retreat, jump up on the bar, and then I'd like to do like a flying elbow down onto the two dwarves by Ambionitis and just sumo smash all of them you cannot do that all in one turn you could do the pantsing and the shirt over his head would i be able to strike him afterwards no but you could get onto the bar (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna pants him pull his shirt or pull his shirt over his head first i picture this like little dwarf like just wailing his arms around then i'm gonna pants him and then i'm going to kind of as i'm disengaging him give him a little shove and, and get up on top of the bar all right, roll sleight of hand check to see if you can do that. Ah, uh, probably not. Let's see, though. Sleight of hand. It's dexterity. You rolled a five. So we're going to go with a seven here. Yeah, that's not going to do it. So what happens? Uh, you try to grab him and you kind of tickle him around the tummy. I tickle his tummy? That is not what I was going for. Can he just like be wearing like a belt or something so it didn't work? I just give him a little tug and I'm like, oh, shit. Nope. No. So I tickle him. Okay, yes. great. You made I tickle a little drunk dwarf. <laughs> um, Ambionitis. Can I... Battle of trying to one-up each other and just both fail like back and forth now. Can I mount the dwarf that's un- that's not unconscious? The one that I'm tickling? No, the one laying next to me. Uh, yeah. Can I start wailing on him? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I roll a nine. That's not going to do it. So what happens? He goes to mount him, and he just fails. He doesn't. He gets reversed. It's like you're trying to wrestle a guy to the ground and pin him to the ground, and he's bucking you off. He just bucked you off. He got bucked off by a dwarf. Not a dwarf. A dwarf. 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 I don't know. The dwarf's turn. Uh, The one that you are atop is going to try and nut you, Ambionitis. Doesn't succeed. Brixius, the one that you tried to cover with his own shirt, but wound up tickling, is going to... Laugh. Yes. Roll for giggles. And then the one that uh, is facing off against Jet is going to attack. And that's only a 15, so that's not going to do anything. And uh, let's see. So that was one, two, three. Oh, and then the guy with Revan. Revan, did you go? No, I've only hit him once. Okay, so you've only had one turn? Yeah. All right, go now. <laughs> All right, uh, is there anything within reach to get smashed in this guy's head? Sure, you could probably grab a glass off of their table. I grab a glass and smash it under his head. On whose fucking head? On the dwarf that he's Natural fighting. 20. Oh, I thought you meant mine. All right, you hit him and you knock him unconscious. <laughs> fucking do this again. Cool beans. Cool, cool beans. And so that guy is not going to fight you back, but... At this point, the guy that is dressed and has his features kind of obscured is going to run out of the bar and go somewhere. I did forget that guy was here. Who the hell was here? That guy with his features obscured? Yes. Guy in a hood. I forgot about him. Is he important for us right now? Probably. Wasn't he with someone else? No, he was at a table with another guy, but they weren't looking at each other or paying attention to each other. That dude could have been having a lover spat with a... The other dude at the table, we never know. <laughs> can the fact that I'm on top of the bar already, can I make an announcement to everyone saying that this was all a demonstration for the Hammer Fist 
and then we all have to go because we have to run after that guy. Why are we running after some random dude? Sure, give me a persuasion check. In those Am I, words. Would I be like right next to him since I'm behind the bar? Yes, you would be. Can I tap him and be like, hey, say they were disparaging this bar and the lovely ladies in it. Okay. So should I roll first to see if I successfully say what I'm going to say and then say it? Or do I say it and see if it works? You've already said what you're going to say. Roll to see if it persuades anybody. Oh, hold the fucking phone. While you're thinking of that, I do have this thing, Step of the Wind, where I can disengage and dash, and I can also jump at twice the distance for one of my Kai points. Is that each of the things all together, or you can choose one thing at a time? I can disengage or dash as a bonus action, and I can jump the distance of like double that. Okay, well, it's not the your turn right now. Okay. 19 is what I rolled. And actually, you know what? It's not your turn yet either, but uh, 19 is not going to do it. Really? It's not. I had the I had a 20 in my head before you even did this because you just ran up randomly to these dwarves who are still conscious. And fighting us. And fighting you, and they do not agree. Your stories don't jive, boys. Can I jump on top of the, the bar? You may, because it is your turn. All right, I'm going to jump on top of the bar. I'm going to be like, come on, man. Always trying to spin everything into your gym. Just say these guys were disparaging this bar and that's all they need to know. We're just defending this great drinking establishment's honor. Go ahead and give me a persuasion roll, Dosh. I wish you would have given your, uh, you gave your one thing to, uh, Ambionitis earlier, right? Your bonus, whatever. You could have given that to me. That would have been really helpful in that situation. That's true. I roll a 16. Nope, not gonna do it. Dang it. So I also could have used it when I tried mounting the dwarf. Can I turn to the bartender and be like, you're going to let these dwarves disparage your, your own establishment? Come on, man. I just work here. <laughs> so do we got to like finish fighting these dwarves before we can run after that guy? No, you could run. But you're engaged with somebody right now, so... I'm going to disengage at the expense of one of my Kai points. You could just disengage as an action. Okay, I'm going to disengage as my action and then use my bonus action to dash after that guy. All right, so you bolt out of the bar. You are now in the street, and um, you're about 10 feet behind the guy that's all dressed in heavy or thick clothes. All right, uh, Revan. Uh, is there any more dwarves around me? Uh, so there's the one that you just knocked unconscious. There is the one that is uh, engaged. Well, no, you disengaged. Yeah. Okay, and then so there's the one that was fighting Brixius. There's the one that Ambionitis is on top of, and there's the one that Jet just ran away from. So there are three, but you are on the ground. I get up and grab the newest chair. All right. And swing at the one that um, Jet ran away from. Okay. Roll for hit. I got a two. (laughs) That's not going to do it. You just throw it. You lose your grip on it, and you throw it. Okay. Brixius. Well, so I jumped up on the bar and said that stuff, and nobody believed me. Correct. Tough situation here. Was not planning on that. <laughs> I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop fighting because Jet ran out. Ambionitis just failed at mounting. No, I mounted. Oh, you mounted? You just failed at hitting? Yeah. I'm just going to kind of make an announcement saying that it was just a bar fight. I wasn't trying to cause any real harm and that apologize for the commotion and I'm going to leave. All right. Do you, <laughs> you go out the front door or the back door? <laughs> back door. All right, you go out the back door. Ambionitis. Oh, I'm going to finish the bar fight. I'm going to hit the dwarf I mounted. 19. All right, that hits. One plus my strength. Yep. Five. Okay, that knocks that guy unconscious. And then the dwarves are going to go, so there's one that is now engaged with Jet, or no, with Revan, and there is the one that... I have two unconscious next to me. Right. Then Revan knocked one unconscious. Then there's the one that Jet got engaged with, but he knocked his out. So there's just the one left. The one that I tickled? Yeah. The one guy that's left is going to try and hit Revan. And he's going to hit you, Revan. All right, for how much? He's going to pick up his own glass of beer, and he is going to hit you over the head with it. Give me a constitution check to see if you stay conscious. Angry little guy. I just tickled him and he laughed and now he's swinging glasses. Must be a South Pole elf. I got 14. Alright, you stay conscious and you're going to take... 6 damage. Damn. Alright, Dash. 
Uh, guess I'm going to use Minor Illusion to make it sound like the dwarf is saying, this bar sucks and everyone in it can go to hell. All right, you do that and all the rest of the patrons are like, yeah, he just got into a bar fight. I would say this bar <laughs> sucks and you all can go to hell too. Dang it. <laughs> You should have made him say something along the lines of, it all was a demonstration. <laughs> Be like, hey, this demonstration is going exactly according to plan. Jet, the dwarf that, or the person that you were chasing out of the place has run ahead another 60 feet. Okay, my speed's 30. I can't quite catch him this time. But what I can do is try to snipe him with one of my darts. All right. 18. That's going to hit and roll damage. So I got the dice rolled is... What would I add on to that, or if anything? Your dexterity. Dexterity, all right. So that is a three plus a four is a seven. You do seven to him. Uh, you catch him in the shoulder. He doesn't like it. Revan, you just got clobbered with a glass of beer. Um, I grabbed my own glasses and hit him. All right, there are plenty of glasses on this table, as I established yeah. earlier, so go <laughs> ahead. It's back and forth. 17. Okay, and let's see if he stays conscious. Yes, he does. Damn it. Brixius. Oh, you left. Uh, Ambionitis. I want a spinning back heel, the guy that Revan's fighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 18. All right. No matter how much damage you do, it's going to be enough to knock this guy unconscious after getting hit with two glasses of beer. Nice. So all the dwarves are now unconscious. We're going to skip straight ahead to uh, Jet and the guy in front of you. You're their turn so he is now 120 feet ahead of you and he runs through the front door of a place that has the word sheriff (laughs) over it well kind of fishy might be a grocery store and we'll end it there i would like to thank brad renfro for joining us today playing the character of jet i'll be here all week uh hopefully he will be able to join us for some future episodes And to everybody else, thank you for joining us again. Uh, This has been another exciting episode of the Death Saving Bros. I expect Wilhelmina should get into town after the uh, BNO, the boys' night out. Um, Until then. Should have said. Should have just said we were having a boys' night out. (laughs) Everyone would have understood. (laughs) So until next time, those of you that are listening, thank you. Thank you very much. You know. We don't have much uh, marketing for this. We don't have much of a budget, so the best way to uh, get Wait, this out. Wait, we have a budget? Yeah, it's how much do I want to spend on marketing <laughs> out of oh, okay. my own pocket. Uh, no, we do most of our marketing by word of mouth, and anybody that you think might be interested in listening to us, go ahead and share it with them. Go on to iTunes, leave us a review. Five stars is the best. We've got huge egos so give us a five-star review uh let your friends know we really appreciate you listening to us you might even hear your review on the podcast this one comes from z68 exclamation mark from the good old states nothing breaks the bond of a jam sesh keep up the good work we gonna try (laughs) we gonna try if you want to follow us you can keep in touch on twitter at death saving bros you can follow me personally at hb camper if you want to tweet at me, it's Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can follow me at Benfro15. B-R-I-C-H-A. No, what is it? B underscore I-R-I-C-H-A 918. Yeah, yeah how do you one. not remember this? You have a whole cadence to it. That's how I remember it. It's been two months. B underscore R-I-C-H-A 918. It's been two months. Get off my tits. As always, you can follow me at so long, farewell, Abiner say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and Eric? I still don't have a Twitter. Oh, for shame. I will literally never use it. For those of you at home, keep saving those death throws. And until next, oh, fuck, I fucked it up again. Those of you at home, keep saving your death throws, and we'll see you next time.
I'm sorry I'm being so difficult. I just, I've never done this before. It's my first time. You guys would think that you know how to do this after 16 episodes. Nah. It's eight. been two months. Well, eight, eight of this, plus the test episodes we did. Of nine. There's nine, right? There were not, well, eight sessions of the last thing. Do I see any elves in there? <laughs> oh, goodness. We hit the jackpot with this one, Revan. My favorite. <laughs> Hold on. This is a dungeon ma uh, master. Did I ever specify a clan? No, that's why I asked you. <laughs> Put you on the spot for once. How do you oh, like I, it? I do come out if I actually specified it ever, but I just want to double check. Looks like you cry every time you hear Mr. Brightside by the killers. Talk about how no one ever understands you. Every white person's anthem. Hey, aren't you those two guys that are starting that? No, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's just, just the one. Me. It's just. <laughs> I look at my hand. Yes, I am. I am those two guys. Try it again. Yes, I am. I am that guy you saw on TV last night. <laughs> Good old brand flakes. <laughs> Hey, my, my job as a wingman, it's not... Not performance. It's not performance, it's just getting him to that point, training. and that's all I can do. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.